three traits that make a good friend. That's how we're going to start this Anything But Quiet Time podcast with Rochelle and Carter. You know, we're doing the Fruits of the Spirit podcast, or the series that we're doing. Yep. And I'm wondering if it kind of, if one of them is that. This is what your son did, the paper he did? So he wrote a paper. That the teacher is so smart. I mean, because teachers are great, right? But um, the assignment is about grammar and the proper sentence structure and how yeah. to write a great paragraph. Which I haven't done that in years it's via text long. message, right? But it gets you thinking. And even as a parent, it's so good to review. What do you think makes a good friend? She was looking for three traits. Mm. And so mm-hmm. we're going over this, my son and I, and he came up with number one, humor. I like it. If you ain't laughing, yep. then you're, you're bored to tears, right? With yeah. your friend, you got to have that going. And then generosity, treating people the way you want to be treated and love, which covers a multitude. That's what we talked about last week on the, on the podcast. You know, love. Yeah. love. So I, I, but I want to kind of focus in on the, the top one, humor. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I also like to associate the fact that God is the best friend ever because he hasn't abandoned us. And if anybody should be allowed of a, out of a friendship. Yeah, it should be God. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. You, right. We all have that person in our lives that's constantly let us down. And we, we've done that our whole lives with all God, right? Lives, yeah. Man, I'll fit you in here. <laughs> I'll squeeze you in, maker of the universe. Oh, man. But I, yeah. I thought about it. I was like, you know, God fits the bill on all of those for my son, for his three top traits for friend. I think we all have three top traits. Yours? Didn't you say yours was uh, trustworthiness? That's great. Oh, I don't know. I was kind of guessing at his when we were talking about that. So I don't know. I, I'd have to think of what mine would be, but I, I think trustworthy would would have to be up there. Um, mm-hmm. man, I, I, there's so many. And, and as we go into this series, I'll probably even change my answers. Cause I think if you have a friend that has any of the, that displays well, any of the fruit of the spirit, sure. uh, any one of these would be, would be really good. Um, but I like, I thought humor is very interesting too. I like that. We don't think as God as, as funny, He's but, funny. but clearly he created humor. So. He created bodily functions. That's humorous. That's true. Like to this That's day, true. my boys can't, can't not giggle. Yeah. If something yeah. like that happens around them. Right. And so God created this. And I want you to know that doesn't, they don't grow out of that. No, they don't. But me, their father, and then myself, (laughs) like people our age, we still laugh at that. So yeah, Yeah. that's true. But if he created laughter and he created it in such a way that it can be good for our bodies. I heard this the other day on Focus on the Family. Uh, This guy was talking about the importance of joy, which is today's fruit. That's right. Uh, He brought up MD Anderson and he brought up uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And he said that they have a class where... Um, patients are are asked to participate and join in and it's a therapy class and it's laughter. And they said that your body doesn't know the difference between real laughter and fake laughter. Really? So like, even if you're not in a good mood, you're like, you go into this class and you know, you're going to go, <laughs> or at least something. What's the fake laugh again? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm automatically laughing at your terrible fake laugh. Yeah, that's true. Which will instigate more laughter, which is good for you. Well, and you said that your doctor... Literally, what she said she prescribes, you know, I don't see the air quotes or not, but stop watching the news. Stop watching all this serious stuff that'll make anxiety prevalent. Like, get away from it. Have some joy. Stress. Have some peace. She said it's obviously this is a season. We're in 2020 right now. If you're listening to this in the future. In the future. In the year 3000. (laughs) Whatever you hear about this year. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's been a stressful one. And I think everybody can testify to things like just it's not been a fun one at all Mm -hmm. difficult Mm -hmm. season but um there is a verse in scripture it talks about it's in thessalonians 
And that's one of the ones, one of the many ones that Paul wrote, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. And he says, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord. He's talking to this group of people in Thessalonica. And he said, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. The word affliction that he uses in this context, um, it, some have said there was this heavy pressure concept of torture. And this is, if there are small ears listening, this isn't a fun thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, just a warning. But there, there used to be a boulder that they would use as a form of torture that they would put upon a person. And they wouldn't do it all at once. It would be in increments. They so release more and more pressure. More and more pressure from this boulder until obviously it, it took their breath out of their lungs, you know? Mm. Just a horrible way to go. That wording would have gone very easily with the afflictions that Paul was talking about. So we're not talking about like, oh man, it just stunk that day. Mm-hmm. No, like this was overwhelming pressure. Yeah. But it talks about the joy that comes from the Holy Spirit. And the word joy in Greek is the word for grace that's used here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's important for us to kind of connect those two things because we can't we can't link joy necessarily to happiness. Like literally, if you're sitting in Cancer Treatment Centers of America and you have cancer, you're not going, oh, I'm so happy that I'm sitting here, so mm-hmm. I, I, let me laugh about it. Right. It's It's got to be something deeper than happiness. That's There's nothing wrong with happiness, That's but it's fleeting. Yeah. It's temporary. That That's where... When you say a, a day stunk, that's kind of your happiness has been affected there. Yes. You know, well, it wasn't a good day. I'm not happy tomorrow. It was a good day. I'm happy. As you find with so many of these fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5 verses 22, 23. This is what we're going over here um, over these next few weeks. Uh, you find that these are choices because they're not feelings. These are choices that the Holy Spirit he basically, he inspires them in you. He activates them in you. It's like, let, pretend you're a Keurig. He's putting the coffee pod in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have to make sure somebody's turning the switch. Well, I was going to say, it's kind of like, it's not, if you're a believer in Jesus, it's not a choice on whether you have these. Mm-hmm. You, 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 exactly right. You have them. I have it. But then, do, are you going to use it? Flip the switch. Are you going to use it? And so, love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, mm-hmm. goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So joy, you know, we went over, we have our different resources that we kind of look at and, and yeah. gotquestions.org. I had never heard it, heard it put like this, the different things of, of what joy can be. Mm-hmm. And for example, a joy of deliverance when God sets somebody free. Rejoicing is in order, can be rejoicing. The joy of salvation the fact that you are going to heaven, Luke 15, 7 says, all heaven is joyful when a person accepts God's provision of salvation. This is the one I've never thought of, of what joy is. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of think of like that example of you're sitting there dealing with cancer or you're sitting there dealing in a not clearly not happy time and not mm-hmm. great time, mm-hmm. joy of spiritual maturity That as the Holy Spirit works in us to bear more fruit, we become confident in God's promises and rejoice in our walk with him with other believers. So we maturely are able to handle things because regardless of what the circumstances are, we know what is coming. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a, a maturity of like you don't you don't snap at somebody, a, a, you know, a, a coworker or a neighbor or somebody. A lot of neighbor disputes you see on different HOA things. Yeah. You know, the, it's not pleasant, 
but the maturity in me is what is what joy is coming out that I'm not going to bite their head off or that I'm going to in some cases ignore it or have a patient conversation with them that I'd never really thought about that it's it's the maturity that comes out in you um yeah I'm trying to think of something that's manufactured by a company that maybe you cannot recreate mm-hmm. because I need to picture these fruit of the spirit as having nothing to do with what I can do mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So let's pretend that you're a big you're a big fan of Captain America. I love Captain America. Okay, and so if somebody came up to you and said, "I have a vibranium shield," a real one, it's real. Now, if you know anything about Marvel, then you know it's it's based on comic series. Stan Lee, um, this is not attainable because Rochelle, it's out there somewhere. I believe you it. believe that yeah. Wakanda is out there. I somewhere we just haven't been able to see it. Okay, and if you're not a geek, Wakanda is make-believe, and it is the place where you go to get vibranium. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is an impossible feat. I'll get there feat. someday. Okay. Okay, this is something you cannot man- manufacture. It would have to be somebody found it, gives it to Carter. And I think that that's, that's the way that we have to picture these things, because otherwise we are going to be so—the devil's going to make us losers before we even start trying. Mm-hmm. In our minds, I will never be in a place where I can choose joy if I'm in the midst of cancer. I will never be patient enough. I will never be that loving. Actually, you're right in part, but the enemy wants you. He, this is what he does. He twists the truth. Yeah. And you never will be is what he wants you to keep believing. Mm-hmm. Well, I will never be those things. I would never be able to get that shield unless somebody came along and gave it to me. And the Holy Spirit has it. He's got it. And if I if I come alongside him and I'm saying, yes, please, I want to be in alignment with who you are. These things are available to me, you know. Um, but again, it's like what you said. We're, we're using the coffee pot scenario. Let's let's stick with the shield. I like the shield. Let's say, hey, Carter, I've got your shield available, okay. but it's in Africa. So you got to come get it. Yeah. So I have to align myself in the right place in the right time to go get it, right? It's the same way. And in this instance, it's not necessarily a location that you have to be in, per se, not a physical location, but a location of your mind, your men, your mindset. Mm-hmm. I want to align myself under who God is for my life. And this is something recently also I've been kind of unpacking um, with the Holy Spirit because I've always loved the verse that tells me when you lack wisdom, I will give it to you, God says. And he'll give He'll give it liberally, and mm-hmm. he won't be like mocking you or rebuking you for doing it. When you look at that verse, basically it's saying if you lack wisdom, first of all, you're facing a deficit of some kind, which in 2020 we've all faced a deficit of toilet paper and other things, yep. right? So we can, we can definitely relate to not having the things that we need. If you lack wisdom, then ask me for it. The way it's talking about, uh, even the context, the way that it's set up, the tense is that God is commanding us to ask him for it. And then when we ask him for it, our asking is almost like a command right back to God, a demand, a respectful one, albeit, but mm-hmm. going in and saying, um, like if my son needed batteries for his Walkman, mom, I really need batteries for, oh, I can't believe I said Walkman. Oh, my word. I'm dating myself. Uh, so this is in 2020. Wait, I'm not wait, sure where Rochelle's wait. mind is. Mommy, I need my iPad charger. Okay, there you go. For school, and I need it now. I, that is a respectful demand. I'm not like going to go, how dare you talk to me that way? No, of course I'm going to get that for him because I know he needs it. 
God is expecting me to demand this of him. You need my wisdom. Mm -hmm. But here comes the second part. The second part tells us to come up close to our God in relationship. That means, again, aligning myself with him Mm -hmm. so that I can be close enough to receive it. So he's going to do his part. He's going to give you as much wisdom as you need. Yeah. But then goes on to tell us in the verse, but I need you to do something. I need you to come up close to me in relationship. And sometimes that that ain't easy. Right. Because he's right. light and he'll shine some light on some dark stuff in your, in well, your world. I love the the quote that I've heard from a pastor of mine that, that says, uh, God doesn't have favorites, but he has intimates. And the fact that it's that's our that's our choice to some degree of how really maybe totally to how close we're we're going to get to God. Mm -hmm. How much time are we going to spend? And I don't even necessarily want to quantify that. But just the fact that the idea that daily that that even a mindset, even while we're doing something, am I giving this to God? Am I thinking about God? What is my motivation? Things like that. Am I reading his word often with joy? I think just a simple reminder of I read Job earlier this morning or, or whatever it is that I'm in traffic, man, I can deal with this. I can present yeah. joy. Yeah. Just things like that, that we're going to live for him, get closer to him. I'm going to produce vibranium. Well, I'm not going to produce it. I'm going to find it. It's out there. <laughs> uh, but no, but I, I, I see what you mean. It's, uh, it's, that is a choice. And we have this free gift of salvation, but then in terms of how close we get to him and it's almost kind of like uh, the teacher's pet is maybe a bad example, but uh, we're all in class. Mm-hmm. You know, you're all if we're all just sitting here, if we're all believers in Jesus, we're all in class. But some of those teacher's pets or the kids that stay after school and get the bonuses, they're a little closer, a little more buddy buddy with the teacher. Mm. And we could do that, too. Yeah. Everybody could do that. We could all just stay after class. Uh, but some choose to do it and some don't. And I definitely haven't chosen to do it as much as others. Uh, we can be inspired by other people. But really, it's the fact that when we do spend time with God, I you, you kick yourself sometimes. Man, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, what's on TV? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've certainly been inspired by others around me when their relationship with God is stronger in the moment than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my best friends ever, she invited me to breakfast one morning. And uh, I'll never forget when she sat me down and she said, I want you to know that you made a difference in my life. Now, I'm not bringing up this story to brag on myself at all. No, but I remember this. You were in a good season once upon a time, and now now she was in a good season. in a good season. Yeah, And yeah. I was not in a good place, and I found myself even getting jealous. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm like, why am I not in this place? Because she's doing really good. Well, what was the difference? She was in God's Word. Mm. had nothing to do with her other than the choices that she made yeah. to stay after class, yeah. if you will. Right. Um. And, and it inspired me instead of it like, you know, making this bitter thing rise up in me. I'm like, uh, I need to get back into the stuff and not just rely on my readings from the past. Mm. I need to be present in his word because it is alive and he presents new things every time he, you read through his word. I think that's really good because we can feel like we've learned it all. Oh, I already read that. I already, read I already that. know that. Story. I already know that. I already know the story. You will find something new every single time. And it's because he makes it alive. And it's not because you're a genius. It's because of him. Yeah. Again, this is unattainable by human standards. That's this true. is Holy Spirit gifted to you. And you see where your situation has changed in life. Yeah. I'm going to read a verse about being a leader when I'm playing high school football. I didn't do that. Uh, but let's just say I was. I'm going to be, a, uh, yeah, I'll be a leader for the team. I'll be a leader. I'll demonstrate my actions on the field. Well, that's going to mean something totally different to me 
when I become the leader in the household in a marriage and I want to help lead my family, yeah. all of a sudden the verse means something and, you know, the different verses and the way it's presented, it might mean something totally different to me. It's obviously the same meaning about being a leader and presenting spiritual truths. But now I'm thinking about, man, okay, maybe I could concentrate on doing a Bible study for my son Ezra. Maybe I could. Yeah. So it mean, it's my circumstances have changed and that's why I should continue reading the Bible over and over. And I think um, you brought up something that triggered something else in me. It's kind of a different path. Can I take a little bit of a turn? Okay, we're going to take a, a fork a in the road. We're going to go over to the, the right road. here. It's not a squirrel. We're not following a squirrel. If I get to the end of this, okay, and so. I see that bushy tail or some acorns. <laughs> so when you said, all right, I'm going to be a leader. I'm a football player, and this is how this is working, and this verse is for me. And there are different verses that really mean something to you in different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. I think even your maturity levels from that place. It doesn't mean that God didn't use that verse in that place in that moment, but he starts to change you. If you are on a path with God as your captain, Mm -hmm. he changes you. Yeah. And you start to say, all right, Lord, can I, can I see your word from your perspective as opposed to how is it going to fit into my box? Right. Yeah. And my plan. And again, you know, when we're talking about joy, Meaning, uh, even in the the usage of of the word joy in Galatians, grace mm-hmm. is that Greek meaning. That is a Holy Spirit gift. It was exemplified through Christ dying on the cross for us, something we did not deserve. It is not something you manufacture. It is something He alone can give you in the midst of stress and boulder crushing experiences. Okay, and if He is the only one that can do that, is He not the most capable of authors? to help you find the best path of life. Why do I constantly fit God into my pocket? Mm -hmm. First of all, he can't fit there. Secondly, why am I not going with the guy who's holding the map? (laughs) But I do that a lot. It's so just hearing you say, well, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be this. Lord, what do you want me to do today? Right. Because he has gifted you for many things and you are not that vocation. You are not that position. You are his kid and he's got lots of plans for you. What plans do you have for me? Because you tell me in Jeremiah 29, 11, which gets repeated a lot, you know about them. So I want to go where you want me to go today. And again, I want to be aligned with your Holy Spirit so that I can unpack those fruit. And I'm also doing it in a way that honors you and I'm on the right track. Yeah. yeah and that's the thing. I think we we have our plans and uh, we, we, are, we are joyful in those and we're just going to bring God along with us. But he might say it's the exact opposite. And yeah. you realize, well, I'll give you an example. I, well, for both of us, for that matter, I, I wanted to work in Hollywood. I yeah. wanted to to be funny somewhere and do something. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that um, maybe God allowed laziness in my life. I didn't want to go out there because what they say about L.A., you got to you got to give it seven years is what I've heard, mm. because you're going to. You're going to hold the camera. You're going to hold the boom mic. You're going to fix the lights. You're going to do all the grunt work before you get your shot. And I'm like, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> and so, and I, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Rochelle and I heard the same speaker about God ruined my life for for your good, yeah. for, for your plans. Ruin my plans. Ruin my plans. And I'm so thankful I am where I am. I, I don't know if I think that I would be happy if I was even successful in Los Angeles or oh, something. No. But I, I know now that I, would, I wouldn't be as close to him. I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. I think anytime we start finding ourselves reaching to satisfy a desire or a lust, even um, a passion, 
that's what it can become. I think God instills um, goals in us. He he gives us drive mm-hmm. for certain things because he's gifted us certain ways. So it's not necessarily the goal itself that becomes an idol, but we make it that way because we start desiring it, well, desiring it, lusting well, like, after like it. Like this, like this. Like if you're a great baseball player, mm-hmm. you just the goal is you want to become a professional baseball player. Yeah. But maybe what God has for you, clearly he has for many, you become a a mentor, a coach, a teacher of young men, young women in and prof- not professional, instead of professional softball or baseball or Olympics or whatever, you're, you're at a high school, you're at a middle school mm-hmm. and you're changing lives because of your passion for that sport. But we just always take it to the grandest place, World Series champion that I can go. And I think some of those guys would tell you who are at the top, I still, if they, if they don't know Jesus, mm-hmm. I still feel. I still feel unsatisfied. Yep. I've heard that feeling filling up, of, filling up, filling after up. you win the trophy. Mm-hmm. I've heard from people that have done that, that within an hour. Mm-hmm. All right. What about next year? What about the next one? It, it's just not satisfying. But even if let's just say, no, your average Rochelle and you are a Christian. Yes, I do know Jesus mm-hmm. and I'm still feeling unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. Then I know that the Holy Spirit is trying to get my attention because I am filling up with something other than him. Yeah. And I am trying to and I'm coming up short because it's it's empty. The things, the desires of this world are going to leave you empty. But if my number one desire is always Jesus, I will always feel satisfied completely. Um, so if I'm in that place of like, I felt like this was going to be different and it's not different. I need to check with the Holy Spirit. Say, would you reveal to me what I am not doing right here? What, what is, where is my focus? Where should it be? Would you ruin the plans that I had all set out so that I can be online? Because I don't want to live like this anymore. Well, and that's where you'll find the joy. When, when we realize that God has the best plan, and I know that can seem scary because it's like, well, no, but I, I free will and I want to do what I want to do. But he's made you in a certain way where when you're, you're going to thrive in whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this song came to mind. Jeff Johnson is like a regional praise and worship leader. I don't know if you might you might not know the name depending on where you live. Uh, but this song called Ruin Me. And just listen. I don't know if I have it in the right place, but listen to this. I think it's a little, little more. All right, here we go. hear a song title like Ruin Me and you're like, oh, are you serious? But yeah. man, that's powerful. You know, you always feel better after you watch a really good movie that's about Jesus. Don't you? You always feel like, man, I just love him that much more. If they portrayed him the way that he is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I, I think of The Chosen, the guy who plays Jesus in that miniseries to me. First of all, he is a real believer. He is a believer in mm-hmm. Christ, but mm-hmm. just... I feel like when I watch him portray my savior and I'm not going to get emotional. I feel emotional right now, but when I watch him portray my Jesus and I see who I can be because he's in me, his spirit is in me. Mm -hmm. Then you just feel like, just like you've taken the most incredible spa trip, you know, for your soul. And he wants that for you. Be perfect as, as, your father in heaven is perfect. Mm-hmm. You be perfect. He wants these things for us. Not to put this pressure on us to be something. 
No, because he said, I took the pressure. I have the gifts available. Take my yoke upon you. It's easy and light and give me the stressors and allow me to teach you what truly matters. Yeah. Yep. And that, hey, joy will come in right there. It will. Um, thank you for the for, for this time. Next week, we will be getting to peace. Peace in the next series of this Fruit of the Spirit series here with the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. I don't know. It's just the way you said peace. I'm hey! smiling. Peace. I was pulling it up. I'm like, which one it is it? the opposite. The way you said it. Oh, the way I feel now. I You're going to have it. peace. <laughs> All right. So, uh, by the way, we want to say, if, if you're willing to, clearly, if you've made it this far, this podcast, at least, it's like a five out of ten. At least. All right? Because you, your mom made you listen. Because your the... mom made you listen. Uh, but I want to I want to thank Nathan for this nice comment. And we ask you to leave a review, a five-star review, because more people will be able to see it that way. And Nathan decided to not only leave the five stars, but leave a, a comment. He says, I'm grateful, to say the least, for your help. Every episode has offered me another opportunity or exposed me to something that I've ignored in myself that I could use some some work on or or a lot of work on. I hate to admit my faults, but this podcast, it doesn't attack you. It brings your flaws to your attention in a subtle and caring manner, uh, which, hey, thank you, because that's our goal. Sometimes we step on toes, I think, but we appreciate that. I look forward to listening and working on myself now at times when I would just watch TV. So thank you for for an escape from the negativity that encompasses our lives and showing me that I can be better, that this world can be better, even with Carter's corny jokes. Oh, I like that. Yeah, your impact on my spiritual growth has been tremendous. So Nathan, Nathan, thank you for spending time with us. We we sincerely appreciate that. Well, having this podcast, I think it it puts us in that same position too of just learning. Yeah, it together. We're all when learning two from or each more other. Gathered together, which is what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. even electronically. I mean, it's it's God is there in the midst of it, and so we're all growing together. And yep, it's really a good place when we start to admit our fault because that's when God's like, oh, see, that's where I can shine my light into those dark crevices, and we can we can undo that. That's we can powerful. make it happen. That's powerful. What you guys want to hear a joke? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>